0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: All right, I'm on the road here. I'm. I'm we're both in Kansas City, sir. So I'm in Kansas City. We're both in Kansas City. I wanted to do this right next to you. And I wanted to be right in front of you. I wanted to both have mics and you just... You just basically told me no. I don't think you want me. I don't think you want me at your house. And I just, I know one time we did a bit where we broke in your house and did a show from there. But I, I just, like, I don't know. I've, I've kind of taken that personal. Uh-huh. To be honest with you,
2: it's not that I don't want you at my house. I don't I remember didn't... if you've have you been to this house yet or not. Oh, you know, remember. I've never been to that house. <laughs> I didn't remember because you came to one of them, but I think it was my my crappy apartment, but. Yeah, you are. I don't. Up. I don't have a problem with you coming to this house. That's that's totally fine. I just told you that I didn't have an extra mic right now because my extra mic that I used to have handy died, and I got to order another one. I just haven't done it. I don't, I don't have another microphone for you to use. Yeah,
1: well, that that's that's weak. That's <laughs> uh, that's that's weak in my opinion. Uh, it, it's good to see that we still have Brandon, Kylie hanging on. Yeah,
0: um, by by a thread, a thread by, I might add. Is,
1: by I a mean, thread. I'm just waiting, waiting for that. He's, he's uh he's delivered. Uh, so that's that's got to be coming. So I'm going to imagine we don't have him the next time we do a show. <laughs> no, no
0: chance. Zero. zero ch- I will not be available no matter what the next time that we. No matter what. This. I,
1: I, yeah, this must we we must be getting getting close to inducing stage uh, yes. of, of of this project. Uh, no, man. I I no. I get here and. I don't. You know, we have a conversation about what we're going to talk about here. What, what what kind of what kind of content we're going to give the people because so many people are looking forward to this. And who? Where did this come from? I don't even remember. I I answered a I answered a question on Twitter or on Twitter somewhere. I honestly C-Dot. got I It was, was it Carrington. Yeah. All right, it was Carrington. Carrington put out. What was it? Would you Would you trade Creed hum- Creed Humphrey? Uh, the best center in football, many people believe, for Patrick Surtain, Both very young, the corner from the Denver Broncos. One of the best corners in the NFL. Was he first-team All-Pro? Sertain, if he rem-
0: wasn't, he's right up there. He's a like, right top-five corner in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I know Sauce Gardner was, was, was first-team on one side. I couldn't remember if he was on the other side. But, but both, first or sec- both were All-Pros last year. Either first or second-team Creed, I know was second-team All-Pro and, and, and Sertain was first or second team and I said absolutely not I wouldn't do it um and you you said I really don't really appreciate it. Let me get this with this said this response you said to me you don't believe that right <laughs> Ron said he would trade <laughs> the Chiefs wouldn't trade Creed for Sertain for you don't believe that right no and I wouldn't do it and, and I want to I wanna I want to partly say you know, I have a pretty good memory. And, and some of this is it has to do with the scheme that the, the Chiefs are sporting right now and they're rolling with Steve Spagnola. And you, you, because you know, you know how I feel about corners. You know this is something that I've wanted them to address. There have been many times over the, the life of this podcast that there have been big corners available, and I'm like, yo, let's go. I do it. I do it, and one of the things you've said is, "Yo, this system is not really dependent." And Steve Spagnola is not somebody that really jumps in with corners. There's not a big need, right? It's guys up front and safety. That's kind of what his his defense is. So that's one part of it. But also, you got to say, "Well, Steve Spagnuolo is not going to be here forever," and who can't use a great corner? Yes. But the Chiefs, as they are currently constructed, also went off and addressed this need repeatedly in the draft last year to the tune of the first round. And they got three guys that became starters for them and Trent McDuffie and Joshua Williams and, and, and Watson and Jalen Watson. Including, if I remember, this has to be at least one or two podcasts ago. See, I remember these things. BK, you <laughs> sat right here on this very stage and said, yo, I think I think the Chiefs might have a number one corner. I think the Chiefs and Trent McDuffie, I think Trent McDuffie may be a number one corner. So if you're going to tell me they didn't already drafted three young dudes in one draft, and they have potentially a number one corner in Trent McDuffie, who you think is that good, already paired with the fact that this is a defense where the cornerback position is not so so needed as other – like it's not just, hey, man, we're going to sit here and play man and, and we're going to just hope for you could take one side of – field this is not the Dale Carter, James Hasty's days. This is not any – this is not that. They're just not just straight man corners. It's not as dependent. That's not what this defense is about. And then you're going to try to take away the best center in football, the guy that directly protects – The most important asset in the game in Patrick Mahomes? No, Jack, you got corners. You got, you told me, BK, you got potentially a number one corner. And I'm not trading the best center in football. By the way, centers make a whole lot less than great corners. The best corner, the best center in football to take that away. No, 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 man. I'm good in this scenario. Many other scenarios I'm all about, Pat. But not this one. And when I say Pat, I mean Certain. So, first, man, of that felt good, folks. That, that was, was well done. That, that was, was a good. really nice five minute monologue. I mean, I, well
0: played. Uh, I don't appreciate you using my words against me. I, I don't appreciate uh-huh. that one bit. <laughs> D- didn't need that as part of it. You also added that I said that the Chiefs have a number one corner. I believe that to be true. You know what's better than one number one corner, though, Ron? <laughs> Two number one corners. Let's go ahead and get that second one in here. That'd be pretty nice. I think people are just overestimating what it means to be elite on the interior of the offensive line. Don't get me wrong. I like it. It's been super fun, and I will absolutely support it while the Chiefs have it. I will base my arguments around the fact that it is important to have a good interior offensive line because that's what the Chiefs have. However, if you're telling me I can be elite, elite at the cornerback position, And I can do so while Sertan currently is still on his rookie contract. He is 23 years old. Oh, by the way, this is a gentleman that is 6'2", 205 pounds, has the size that the Chiefs love at the cornerback position. He can play on the outside, and he's fantastic out there. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take one of those guys. I'm going to put Sertan on one side. I'm going to put McDuffie on the other side. And I'm going to have one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Oh, by the way, Ron. You know something that you're always saying on this show is how you're a little worried, a little worried about the Chiefs' edge rusher unit right now. You know what helps that edge rusher unit? If you've got elite corners on the outside. I love Kareem Humphrey, man. I would love nothing more than for him to play his entire career in Kansas City. And you're right. It doesn't sound like it. (laughs) It's super cheap to have that guy as a part of your team. But if you're telling me right now the Denver Broncos were dumb enough to offer you a future potential Hall of Fame-level corner. And I'm not overstating things here. That is what he has the potential to do.
1: Yeah, he's better than his
0: dad. For a center, yeah, 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 yeah. You're making that trade right now. He then went on, by the way, Carrington did, to ask Chiefs fans. And Chiefs fans, y'all got to chill. This is ridiculous. Would you rather have Creed Humphrey, if you were starting a team, or C.D. Lamb, if you were starting a team? The answer to that question is clearly C.D. Lamb, and sixty-nine percent of the three thousand votes <laughs> said Creed Humphrey. Y'all got to chill. I like Creed Humphrey a lot. This is
1: getting ridiculous. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think it is. I, I, I do. If this was, what's, what was, what's a crazy ass Bob's name? What's Bob's name? Bob. Bob the old Yeah, Bob Sutton. Yeah, I just <laughs> blocked him out. Not that Bob. I just blocked him <laughs> out. Bob Fesco, or Bob – I know you did it. You had me do it. Bob Sutton, leave your corners on an island, Bob Sutton. All right, maybe maybe I feel different because corners were a lot stronger than that defense. But, man, they just went, they just went, won the Super Bowl in a oh. big part because of center and because of the interior in their offensive line, and that's where pass rushers are starting to live in a big point. A lot of our guys that – like you just think about what the Chiefs did. They could not handle Chris Jones in the middle, especially the Bengals, wherever you put them. You have like, honest to God, like these two are both great players, the best at their positions. You can argue them both there. And I and I will sit, I will sit here and tell you, in most cases, I don't, I, I have corner as as gonna sound crazy. I have corner as the second most difficult position to find. But the Chiefs have found it. Three of them, three of them, including one that is a number one corner. And when you talk about pay and everything you got to pay, and you know you're going to eventually have the the highest paid player in the game, potentially, or somewhere upwards of that. And other things you have to pay, like yo, like, like we can't have it all, baby. And I and I like it. You can't have it all. You, you, you draft you Patrick Sertain, let's do it, but you can't have it all, man.
2: Can, can I make my case now? Can, yeah, you, can, can, I, can I tell you yeah, what I think I about this ridiculous conversation? You could have made the case when you sit right in front of you. It's not ridiculous. It's not. So ridiculous. I understand why Chiefs fans are saying this about Creed. And I do think that Creed is giving off big Jason Kelsey energy. Like that, that center that is totally loved by the fans, is obviously loved by the stars on the team. Like – Creed's been popping up everywhere this offseason with Kelsey and Mahomes. Like, they obviously really love them some Creed Humphrey. No, I I would like for you to stop
1: disrespecting Creed. and And don't bring up when you talk about Kelsey vibes that it is because he is becoming a fan favorite. And uh, and I just up mean like being like the, like the long time
2: center of the team, like for the Jason rare center Kelsey that actually matters because there's like five of them that actually can, matter. But can you
1: lead with how good he is on no, the field and, as a player? He is exceptional.
2: His, uh, I, I'm not discrediting <laughs> anything that he's Brown done like he has been, he has been nothing but an exceptional center for the Chiefs since the day they drafted him. Like, he has been spectacular. But if you look at Andy Reid's history with centers, like they find them and and he develops them and, and he makes them work like early in his time with the chiefs, they moved on from Rodney Hudson who was one of the best centers in NF in the NFL for several years. And then they draft Mitch Morse who's still out there playing, still out there looking like he's one of the better centers in the NFL. And they moved on from him. I think, who was it? Austin Blythe was in there for a year or yeah, something. Yeah, was looking like they, real
1: great with them.
2: They 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 really, but they but the, he plugged and played, and then they found Creed. Like Creed does seem like the guy that you keep around out of that group of, of guys. Like if, if you're going back that far, but Andy Reid has shown an ability to to find these guys in the draft, or at least when they go out and get them, he can develop them and make it work along the offensive line. If you're talking about Pat Sertan Jr., who is the second best young cornerback in the NFL behind sauce Gardner, who has been a playmaker since he was drafted. Well, you bring in that guy, you have three years of control on his rookie contract. All of a sudden you don't have to talk about extending Legereus Sneed anymore, which is a topic of conversation right now, because Sneed's going to come up for an extension. You move McDuffie just into the slot where he has already shown that he is an exceptional playmaker at, and You have a lockdown corner, one of the elite corners in the NFL on the outside, and he's cheap for at least a couple of more years. Like until he's until he's not. Let me
0: ask you this a different way. If we're starting an NFL franchise today, and you could just draft every player in the NFL, other than the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are off limits, but we're doing a non quarterback draft in the league. How many guys are getting drafted ahead of Pat Sertan the second?
1: not a lot and like, like and, three four and, maybe and creed, five if you include the contracts not a lot and creed wouldn't and I and, and that is a fair attempt to try to push me off of this but we're not dealing with every other team the dude and, is making a million dollars i understand it we're not dealing with every other team though and we're not dealing with uh with every other uh, defense and we're not dealing with every other scheme and we're not dealing with that quarterback we're not dealing with the thing that absolutely is sitting there screwing the Chiefs into having not having three Super Bowls underneath their belt because you just rolled out guys like Austin Blythe and whoever the hell else they ran out there in center. And let's look at how the hell that was looking in the Super Bowl when they were getting their asses kicked up front, which led them to go crazy to go get Creed Humphrey. But I know he couldn't would, develop that. The ass.
2: guys on each side of him, Joe Tooney and Trey Smith, are much better right now. And sure. they can give a lot of help to that sure. center. And they've
1: upgraded a tackle. Sure, but one reason why those two guys are really, really good, by the way, those two have been a lot more injury-prone than Creed has. Those two – I know it. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) See, I could – like, like of will just turn his head, or at least BK will will, will chum and at least understand and agree. But I would say Creed has helped make those guys better as well. So, I just – this team, to me, the number one focus – of anything is protecting 15. And if you find people that can protect 15, and especially you found one of the people that is arguably the best at his position and young and going to be cheaper, and not to mention that's the first thing that I'm I'm not effing with that. I'm not effing with that. It's got to be something that really it like for me, like you want to say something, all right. Hey man, we'll trade you straight up for you know, one of these amazing defensive tackles. Okay, uh, all right, I hear you. All right, I'll I'll, I'll slow down. We want trade to trade you straight up for one of these pass rushers on the outside that are that are really really okay. I got you, but here, man, no, it's just, it, it's just, it's to me, it's just yes, it would be great to have McDuffie and and Sertan and do all of those things. But I, I just don't think that's where Spags likes to use things, and and Creed Humphrey to me is a special center. Would you trade him for a legit number one wide receiver?
0: Like, would you rather have the elite level interior offensive lineman for Mahomes or the elite level wide receiver, like yeah, an AJ Brown? Yeah, hey, rather, getting paid.
1: I, I'd rather have AJ Brown. Okay, I'd rather have Tyreek. But I, now, it, now, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fault because you do have, like, to me, I don't just, I mean, I know they just ran a won a Super Bowl without having anything close to that on the outside, right? Um, but now, in in my mind, also, I'm thinking Kelsey is aging, and you, you you gotta have to find a big part there. That's that's a different that's a different thing with it. So I I, I don't know. I just well, man, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Draft him. Draft the hell out of these corners. Like, if they, didn't, if they didn't have Trent McDuffie, this would be, I'd do it all day long. If they were just sitting there with maybe their their best corner being a slot guy and luxurious need, I'm, I'm with you all day long. Not now. Nah, baby. Not now. They won a Super Bowl with them three. And they're improving. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. All right, I, Travis Kelsey is on my mind a lot, and uh, I don't really mean it like that. That way that came out kind of
2: sounded. I think cool. you do. I think you a do. A little aggressive.
1: <laughs> uh, I do like Travis. I want to say first, I'm very, very concerned as we are recording this. Uh, it is, it is in the evening of a uh, of Thursday, the 29th, and that match play thing is happening. I think he's going to look bad. I think I, I feel I to be. It feels like he may be the most embarrassing looking uh, player of the of four. I feel very good about what Steph's going to do. I feel very good about what Pat's going to do. I think Clay probably plays a lot. I think Travis is going to come out here looking rough looking rough like that the way that tom brady looked at time when they played that one time just that was bad the, and the just difference
0: looked, though kelsey will have fun with it tom was not having fun no i did yeah. not enjoy that at all no. zero fun sir was his response yeah
1: but at some point we might see kelsey looking the way he did in cleveland and when he threw that wild pitch and i at some point it's fun till you get to till you get to the back nine and now you You're still doing it, and now it's just embarrassing, and Charles is saying stuff about you and everything. So, first, I'm very concerned about about him in this match play. I hope this goes all right. Uh, I I hope he has a lot of jokes and a lot of fun to move it over because I think he is going to be clearly dragging Patrick Mahomes down in this thing. But he did this – he did the interview at Vanity Fair and talked about him being underpaid and looking around and seeing it, but then talking about winning is the thing that is more important to him now, and so he's good with it and all that. He has to be the best number two in the history of sports, like the number two guy in the history of sports. For years, it was Scottie Pippen, the best number. Now we clearly understand that Scottie was being drug, drug to the table of being a number two. Now, maybe it has something to do with the guy, son sleeping with his ex-wife, but I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know all of that, but we clearly understand that Scotty hated being a number two, right? Kobe and Shaq, neither one of them were going to accept it. Kobe refused to accept it all over the place. Like, I, I, I have never seen somebody as Travis Kelsey, who I think can make a claim that he is the best to ever play the position he plays. And he is he he was good before Mahomes got here. He was putting up numbers with Alex Smith before he got here. But unlike Tyreek, he can just sit back and just be cool with it. Like it is insane, and I think his his ability to accept being the number two, and and in, including financially, like he said, "I mean, he's every bit as valuable as Tyreek." Tyree's making 30 million dollars. He's making eleven every bit, but he knows like I'm not the guy. And he could go off and be the guy. And I mean, he he his his willingness to be that is as big as anything in this in this potential dynasty and what's happened with the Chiefs. It's the best I've ever seen, the person to ever handle it.
0: It's insane. And when you first said that, and you were like, hey. I think Travis Kelsey is the best number two in the history of sports. My immediate reaction was like, okay, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit, but then you think about it a little bit, man, like when you think about the value of the number two and what they're making salary wise versus what they are bringing to the table. I mean, you might be right, Ron. And especially when you think about how comfortable he is in this role. Now, you look back on it today and you think about some of the things that we have now heard come out from Scottie Pippen and the way yeah. that he viewed his role as a number two, not sure he was as thrilled as what he made it out to be at the time. I think Kelsey is genuinely happy to be a part of this and to be seen as like oh. the number two guy to Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's the the real difference here is like he embraces it. He loves it. Meanwhile, you think about what he's making money wise Like, he's making less on an average annual value uh, at this point than Alvin Kamara. He's making less than Joe Tooney, a guard on his own team. He's making less than J.C. Jackson, who has, like, one working leg right now as a cornerback for the Chargers. Like, you look at – he's making less than Tyler Lockett, who is a number two wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Like, I – I don't really know how to put it in context or put it into perspective, just how unreal it is that we're watching this with Kelsey in Kansas City.
1: But, sir, to see, look how many other examples fall apart, right? Like, Devontae Adams couldn't – I mean, he couldn't wait. He left Aaron to, to go to play in Vegas in a situation where they just – where their car dipped. Like, he he couldn't he couldn't hang in there and stay there. Look at Stefan Diggs right now. He's not handling being this dude is coming out talking about he wants he wants input and play calling, right? He's not this stuff could go through the wayside. It collect like, we saw it, it clearly messed with Tyreek. Like Tyreek, like I, I'm not gonna just be the second fiddle. Hell, he was the third fiddle, to be honest. It is just crazy how accepting he is financially, credit-wise. In everything
2: and you know scotty wanted to be recognized like michael but the, like that was never going to happen but I, I think kelsey learned a lot from his early career where you know e- even when he was on good teams they weren't winning anything like nobody was scared of them nobody thought the chiefs led by alex smith were gonna go out and win a super bowl no matter how many regular season games they won and i, I feel like that's something that's really stuck with him throughout his career where now he knows he's got this window to cement himself as one of the greatest NFL players that's ever walked the face of the planet and he already is in my opinion but like he talked about the winning and how important that is to him and we saw Gronk kind of do that with Tom Brady where he was like I'm going to retire if Brady's not my quarterback and Kelsey's kind of following the same path where it's not about money. It's about winning, and it's about everything that comes with the winning. And I, I mean, I'm really appreciative of that, like because that's not how it works out hardly ever. He's a rare example.
1: BK, it's hard to accept. Just all right, I'm gonna be Carlton. Like I'm gonna be Carlton. I'm gonna embrace being Carlton. Don't don't call him Carlton.
2: That's I'm unfair. just saying. That number,
1: <laughs> number two. I was gonna. I was gonna say Sean Hunter, but I mean, I got. I mean, like. Right, most of you you dream to be Corey Matthews. You dream to be <laughs> to be Will. You do. You dream to be like it's hard to. But look, Carlton, when he embraced it, he took off. It was one of the stars that like the split stars of the, of that show. Like he was he was. Now I will admit because as we talked about match play, Clay is a pretty good two. Clay is a pretty good two in terms of accepting the role. to to Steph like he understands Steph is going to be the guy and he can play off of that and do everything but he's not as to me as good or as accomplished as 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 Travis because I like I think Travis can be really good anywhere else (laughs) anywhere else I think he could play he showed it I don't think Clay can be good without Steph to me like unless he's with perfect you know the right cast, the right situation. I don't think he flourishes as much other patients. Now, I will also say, Draymond's Travis, really the one there too.
0: Draymond's the one that like he benefits from the fact yes, that he's in that absolutely. specific system with that spacing, all of those different things.
1: But even it's a little hard for him not to not to get enough praise. True. Like he he bucks it in a way. So like he like Travis comes at it and he don't, it's like he don't give a damn about it. Like I don't even care. Like yeah, I'm hell. I'm gonna help it. I'm going to help. He's a magic man, and he's going to back him up. But I will say, Travis does – he does get a lot of – he gets a lot of action that a one would get outside of things, right? Like, I feel like I've seen Clay do a chocolate milk commercial. I think that's it. I feel like that's <laughs> a, that's the most I've seen Clay, is to get a, a chocolate milk commercial. He, like, he's on Saturday Night Live. Like, he's – He's on Kimmel or he's on um uh Jimmy Fallon. Like he does get to do some some outside things that maybe ones get, which maybe keeps him enough happy. But yeah, it's it it, it is crazy to me that, that he just accepts it so much. It's just it's it's, it's it's wild. By the way, I I have been ner I've been thinking about this and I haven't held it. I've held it back, and I'm not really asked this question because it's a question I'm kind of scared of. He's gonna slow down, right? Like, yeah. are, are we are we reaching that? Because the minute, like, we do know the minute, especially how they are constructed, the minute he slows down, like it makes this thing completely different because he's amidst a mismatch that you no, know, maybe maybe the greatest mismatch in the league with what you try to try to cover him with. And if he slows down, because I keep I look at his age and I try not to. And I look at his age and he'll be 34. <laughs> the season starts and you think that may slow down. And but that's like that, he can't keep playing at this level at this age, right? Like he's not gonna be 36, 30, 35, 36 playing at this level, is he?
0: I think the late part of his career is kind of gonna look like the Tampa years of Gronk. And what I mean by that is like He'll still have his dominant moments, yeah. but it'll be used more sparingly. Like he won't be on the field for 70% of the snaps anymore. He'll be used for like 50% of them or 40% of them. And then once you get into the playoffs, it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's still got it. He he can still do the stuff that we talked about previously. And when you need him in the high leverage spots, big third down spot, you need five yards, Kelsey's gonna get it for you. You're in the red zone, you need somebody to go get you a bucket, Kelsey's gonna be the one that goes and gets it for you. I think that'll be his late portion of his career. I think he's always gonna be able to get you 500 to 700 yards, though. Like, I think he just wakes up, and as long as he's healthy, yeah. he's capable of five touchdowns, 700 yards.
1: But, 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 sort of currently, as this team is constructed, like they need him to be great, Travis Kelsey. Sure.
2: Yeah, and I'm just wondering, I mean, how
1: long, like, how long does they, he have that? They need up?
2: him to be a 1,200 yard wide receiver, like virtually every right, season. Right, but yeah, I, I mean, I, it's coming. Like it's coming faster than it's not. But like, I, I don't think that it's gonna hit him the same way as it necessarily did, like a Rob Gronkowski, because. Kelsey's always been really good at at keeping himself in shape and keeping himself on the field. Whereas like Gronk had so many surgeries and he had so many injuries. And part of that is just because he was such a a massive person, but it's also because Gronk would go out there and seek contact and try to run people over. Like Travis Kelsey doesn't get enough credit for how, how well he avoids tackles. Like Travis Kelsey is not trying to break through tackles. He's just trying to shake you out of your boots and run upfield for 20 more yards, and he's really, really good at it. Like He doesn't ever take these huge shots that you saw a player like Gronk take, and I think that's something that has helped contribute to his longevity and why he never misses football games even at this age.
1: It's just crazy the run he's on, and you start looking that up, and you're like, okay, October, he's going to be 34. Is he still going to put up (laughs) these numbers than these yards? Because last year he did not have – you know, Tyreek, and he was the prime thing, and he still put him up, right? Obviously, Andy and, and Pat helped him. But that's that's the thing. As you said, it's coming. He's 34. They're going to have to start to find, like, a person that that that, that can help the Chiefs no, get to a space. Now, I'm talking about it on the receiving core somewhere. Sky Moore. They drafted him. That can help the Chiefs get to a space where they don't need him to be, what' you say uh, uh, sort of the 12, 1300 yard receiving guy? They Now they've thrown some eggs in the basket, right? As you said, Sky Moore, they've thrown some eggs in the basket. Kadarius Tony. Um, they, they've got the, the young kid Rice, who I who I'm kind of enamored with. They've thrown some some out there. They need one of these guys, hopefully. Uh, or unless they're going to have to just make a move. But they need one of these guys in the next couple of years to step up so so Travis doesn't have to be. I'm not saying be Tyreek, but maybe somewhere in the vein of a legit number one wide receiver, a guy that's getting 1,000 yards, that can get 1,100 yards. I don't know if that guy's there this year. I don't know if they have somebody that can do that this year. But they, they're going to have to find that because you just have to, at 34, 35 years old the next couple of years, you At some point, you that's going to drop off, yeah. And you're not just going to have that dominance, they'll they'll have to draft their next guy. Like, you look at some of the top receivers in
0: the league last year Justin Jefferson. Um, you you look at like a Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Terry McLaurin, Amon Ross St. Brown. They got to find that guy. You don't have to find an elite level number one receiver that you got to pay 30 million, like a Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown. It's nice to have those guys, you'd love to find them, but. Find that guy that's like a 1A.
2: That's
1: they all, a, they're all over a 1,000 yards, weren't they? All players the, sure. They're, they're probably
2: hoping that Rishi Rice can be that guy because like Terry McLaurin and Amon Ross St. Brown were not high-end first-round picks. Yeah,
0: Christian Kirk last year, he he was the number one option for the Jacksonville Jaguars, a playoff team. If that guy was with Patrick Mahomes, I think he would have been even better last year. Like that That's what you need to find yourself. You, it doesn't have to be Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. You'd love to have that, but eventually, Ron, you're right. Whether they draft him or they trade for a guy like that, they're going to need to get their next number one, I would say at some point within the next three years because that's when you got to find them.
1: From what you described, though, BK, because those are, like we said, over 1,000 yards, 1,100. Now, Justin Jefferson, he's out there. But 1,000 yards, those guys, you don't think that person's here. Like, You don't think right now in this roster there's a guy that can jump out and do that devontae smith thousand yards because basically those guys were twos off of receivers but they could be where devontae smith was a two off of brown yep. but he'd be a two off of kelsey you don't see you don't see that player here is there a player that you think <laughs> you're not gonna like my answer <laughs> I, th- I think i've got i think
0: i've got your thousand yard receiver for the chiefs in 2023 i think that. it's gonna be sky Moore. i know, I know you gonna say that. <laughs> i really do man Juju Smith-Schuster last year had 935 yards.
2: And he was hurt. And he I had more if he didn't get hurt. He,
0: he got off to a pretty good start, and it was kind of lackluster in the second half at times. If you just put Sky Moore in the exact same role this year as Juju had last year, do I think he can outproduce what we saw last year from Juju? I, I do. I, I think that it, he needs to regain the trust of his quarterback, and it sounds like he's doing everything that he can to get there. He needs to make sure that he understands the offense in a way that he very clearly did not last year. But this is a guy that is good after the catch. This is a guy that can win at or near the line of scrimmage and can go across the middle, get you the tough, grinded-out yards if you need him to. I think Sky Moore is the most likely 1,000-yard wide receiver on this team going into 2023.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see him in that position because, like, you think about Juju in his role. He runs a 5-foot-flat forty as opposed to a guy like Sky Moore with more speed and wiggle, you think if he can catch it and hold on to it, there's a there's a chance that maybe his nine hundred plus turns into, you know, a thousand. I think though, and we we know who it is that can be that guy and the person we're talking about in the future. And it's Kadarius Tony for me. And it's just health. Like like I, I am to the point. Honest to God, where I've seen enough of him and what his skill set is, matched with Andy and Pat, and then understanding how that skill set can match up with Kelsey. If he is healthy, I think he is the guy that not only can be an a thousand-yard receiver, but the guy that I'm that we're talking about big picture-wise that can be the guy that releases Travis Kelsey from having to be Superman because he, he is a threat just in a short period of time, right? It's a poor man's Tyreek in ways. And a poor man's Tyreek to me is the guy that we're, we're, we're talking about that can play off that can relieve that can relieve the, the ability uh, and the pressure off of Travis Kelsey. Cause there's a lot of different things. But to me, I'm convinced if that cat is healthy, if Kadarius Tony just stays healthy, I think he is that answer. If he's it but that's 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 what it's about. You if think he's he going to stay healthy though? Yeah, what no. what's your
0: level of confidence? Scale of 1 to 10. If he plays 70% of the snaps in the first 5 games, what is the what is the level of confidence from you that he'll be healthy
1: in game 6? Yeah, 4. But I mean, I'm just I'm just telling you that but that's the but that's the one. And you're that's, right. You're and right. that's the no, one no. that that is scary
2: and annoying. Like you're, you're not going to like my answer either. Um. Are you going MVS? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I was so like, don't you "Absolutely, of yeah,
1: would quit his job." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I, I think the Chiefs would like for it to be Kadarius Tony too, and. I could see the path to that being the case, but I I think with with Tony too, it's not just the injuries. It's like, for me, I need to see him fully deployed in the offense. Like, can he actually take on 80% of the snaps on a weekly basis or like 70 to 80% or something like that, where he can be a number one wide receiver. who can go out and get a hundred plus targets a season because we haven't seen anything close to that. And even when the chiefs used him last year, They were putting him in the game when there was plays designed for him. So like he knew exactly what he was supposed to be doing. It's going to be a lot trickier this year when he's expected to take on the full Andy Reid playbook. And that's why I'm more confident in Sky Moore. Like I think that Sky Moore is really going to take a step forward this season. And the way all the coaches have praised him throughout the offseason program and all of that stuff. Like, I think you could see the small glimpses of it last season when he was on the field and getting opportunities, even though they were so few, like he could create separation. He can bounce off of tackles. He can get open. And all of those are ways that they can utilize him. And he's faster and more explosive than Juju. Like, I agree with BK. He steps right into that role. And I think he fits really well into it. He's just not going to necessarily be able to do like the back shoulder things that they were doing with Juju last season because he's not that big of a wide receiver. But I'm more confident right now that he could be the guy that, you know, we aren't focused on enough who winds up being that other option outside of Travis Kelsey.
1: No, I, I mean, listen, I can see if we're just strictly saying a thousand yards and he is put in the position because I, I felt that way too, put in the same position that Juju was last year. Um, and you can see those same plays playing off of, of Kelsey. But Juju was great at it, playing off of Kelsey in the middle of the field. You can see that. But long-term, to me, if it's not Tony, we'll see a little bit more about Rice. But if it's not Tony, I don't know that that guy's on the roster yet. Yeah, I, I, so I don't – yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see. Like you were shaking your head there – Brandon on, on can he take 80% of the snaps? I want to at least see what the hell that looks like. I, w- I want to see if he, yeah if that's something and he I, can oh, do. you try it.
0: You try yeah. it. You might as well. Like, what do you got to lose? Worst case scenario, the answer is no, and you're in the same position that you're in now. Yeah. But, th- like, my whole thing is he's been in the league for two years now, and in those two years he's played 19 games and has 590 yards. Now, some of that is because he was in New York and they didn't use, utilize him properly and they they clearly didn't know what they had the way that the Chiefs used him when he got here. But even with Kansas City, in the regular season, he played in seven games and finished with 170 let me, yards.
1: Let me throw this out to you both real quick. So you the feel the field that you guys have with Tony is that he is closer to McCole Hardman Correct. than he is Tyreek Hill. It's,
2: when he is healthy and on the field, you can see that he's got something that separates him from every other wide receiver that they have on the team. Like last season, he had playmaking ability that they did not have from anyone else. It's just we haven't seen it consistently at all. And the injuries and all of that stuff, like, yeah, it, it makes me super worrisome. But when he was on the field for them last season, he looked as good as he's looked in his entire career so far.
1: Yeah, I just, I think there's some waddle in him. I think there's some some of that. Maybe not the top guy, but I but I, I think that's that's there. I think he's the type of guy, Ron,
0: that 12 times a year, and I'm not overstating, like I think literally like 12 times a year, will put together a play that you watch and you say to yourself, he's the only guy in the NFL that can do that. Like the the only guy in the NFL because he is that unique of a player. Unfortunately, yeah. I think he makes like 40 catches a year at most i i just don't think he's a guy that you're going to target a hundred times in any given season and so if if that ends up being the case i think sky is the one that becomes the volume producer even though like when opposing teams are going up against the chiefs i think the guy that scares them more is Kadarius tony
1: yeah no he will scare folks yeah and but if he can put the scare and the production together that's that's something we'll see. All right, man. Good luck, man. Uh, hopefully, the next time we talk to BK, uh, he's a he's a father. He's a father out here, uh, and uh and getting no sleep. I can't wait
2: to see it. He's come in. <laughs> yeah, why are you excited for him to get no sleep?
1: Well, I mean, when you get the torture, um, <laughs> you look forward to you look forward to. Because he thinks, I think he thinks he's a it. sicko. He's a sicko. I know what's going in his mind because I think he thinks it's going to be tough. But I don't know that he knows exactly how what sleep deprived is. You're working a really good schedule, though. A good schedule that you're working for you to be able to come in and out. I don't know if she'll believe that, but you're working <laughs> a great schedule. <laughs> sure. Good luck. Um, and uh, next time we talk to you, um, Papa, Papa BK. That's right. I want you calling me that the rest of your life, Ron. <laughs> Papa BK. There's not a chance in hell. Papa, Papa <laughs> BK is going to be a thing. that's chance. We are out.